Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2021 Director of Virtual Programs for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. And I'm Leticia Niago, Vice President of Learning. We also have Helena Hodges, Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. For this episode, we are interviewing a visionary author, world-renowned speaker, expert in training evaluation, creator of the New World Kirkpatrick Model, and co-owner of Kirkpatrick Partners, Dr. Jim Kirkpatrick. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Chris. Nice to be here. Well, with that background, I would like to know more. So before we jump into our topic of maximizing and evaluating training impact, please share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners. Well, I've been uh, back and forth with the Metro DC chapter for probably 13 years. We got so close to doing this a couple of times, and uh, now now we we pulled it off. I'm sure that there was people before you guys, but I'm, you know, my dad... uh, developed the the Kirkpatrick model, uh, as it's been known for 60 years back in the 1950s. And I, I remember uh, not paying much attention to it growing up. And somehow I ended up as a training director for a bank. I thought, well, I better I better find out what, what dear old dad's model was. So I, I went to a talk by him and, and heard some things. And he and I have a little different philosophy. He says, there's the model. Why change it, or why why fool with it? And I thought right from the start, boy, there's things that that could happen that could make it more powerful. And so I've been kind of doing that ever since. And that's why we've got the the new world Kirkpatrick model, which is not any longer smile sheets, pre and post test, and a ninety day survey. Ooh, Much more. I love it. Well, and we'll dive a little more into that today. But before we do, let's start with a basic question, maybe for those who are new to the industry. What is evaluation? For a lot of people, it's what I just said. You give a smile sheet to someone after training. You test them from a knowledge perspective, see if they can do their job. Then you send a 90-day survey out to them and their managers and find out how are things going out there. Well, that's, that is the common belief of what it is, but it doesn't work. So our belief, and even look at the title, it doesn't just say evaluating training. It says maximizing and evaluating training impact. So it, evaluation is not just checking to see what's happening. Are people getting it? Are they showing up? Are they doing what they're supposed to do? Are they seeing results? Not just checking, but it's actually being an influencer and a, a, a partner with the business in trying to ensure that all these things happen rather than just delivering something and checking and storing a bunch of data in a, some kind of a, uh, you know, a LMS or something. So evaluation is about checking along the way to make decisions about improving particularly performance in order to maximize the, the results. So that's my definition of, of evaluation now. I love it. Well, and before we go further, for those, and I love the term smile sheet, for those that don't know what that is, can you enlighten them a little? Well, that's kind of the word that's used around the world. They also call them happy sheets. What that is, is a survey that is given to participants, those sometimes uh, 
with actual paper, but now it's more virtual to find out such things as, you know, to what degree were they engaged? To what degree did they find the material relevant? What did they learn that they plan to apply? Uh, but the term comes from, are they happy with what happened? And of course, we don't think there's much value in just knowing if they're happy or if they would just recommend it to someone else. But we want to know really, did they learn the skills that will help them do their job better? And do they feel good about making a contribution? So we want it to be more than happy. We want it to be you know, something that stimulates them to move on with what they learned. Yeah. So we can use evaluation to uncover, uh, quote unquote, the truth about the training that we create. However, many companies are foregoing this step, right? Uh, Chris, you, you just use the word truth. Yeah. That is really touchy <laughs> these days. Yes, you know, and it can as be. we know, when we're trying to evaluate anything, whether it's, you know, work or schools or political or anything, there's a whole lot of noise out there and a whole lot of different uh, the beliefs about truth. And so when it comes to our workplace, what we really want to focus on, not just the truth that they have the knowledge, but we want to know the truth about, are they actually skilled and prepared to do the work they need to? And the truth about, are they actually doing it? What's working and what isn't working so we can make those changes. So truth is a, is a hallmark of the new world Kirkpatrick model. Yeah. So what do you think is stopping companies from essentially seeking the truth? Well, because level three is a dangerous place to be for yeah. some people, because what, what a lot of line managers and supervisors think that if the training people start going into the business, into their area and start poking around to find out what's working and what isn't, you know, without building relationships, boy, a lot of times they say, go back to where you belong, go back to the training. I don't want you here trying to make me look bad as a leader. And so I think that people are spooked about that. Of course, the, the way to counter that is to build relationships with them, tactical relationships with the line managers and supervisors, strategic relationships with the business leaders, and, and, and then make sure they understand that they're not poking around trying to find something bad. They're trying to get the truth so they can help collectively, collaboratively, everybody do their job better in order to contribute to the impact and the mission. But it takes relationships to do that. Yeah, I love that. Well, and relationships help us with everything in the workplace, right? So it's really important to build those. And you know what, Chris, even more important now, I, I think it's no secret that our spirit, our collective spirit has suffered yeah. and continues to suffer. And people have been isolated for, for reason. And, and yet I, I'm afraid that we're almost in the habit of now being isolated and using technology to tap out you know, words to each other. And I, but I think more than ever, we need to go back to finding new ways and, and recover some of the old ways to really connect because that is the fuel. That is the art of learning and development. And that the Kirkpatrick model is having those relationships where people know they're not left to their own devices to try and do their job better. Yeah. Well, and so we need to develop these relationships. And, and speaking of which, how do you get buy-in? I'm assuming this is one of the things, right? But how do you get buy-in from the boss who might believe in one of those evaluation myths? Like evaluation is too complicated uh, or it uses too many resources <laughs> or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Chris, you understand what's going on out there, don't you? You're not just making stuff up here. Well, here is what we have found. 
Don't worry about the skeptics or the naysayers. What you want to do is to picture people in your mind that are line managers, supervisors, project leaders, whatever, that you believe are open-minded and mission-minded, and that they would probably welcome a conversation that you had with them to say, you know what, uh, I know we've kind of been uh, been uh, acquainted with each other, but uh, I've got some ideas on what might really help with performance rather than just equipping your people. Might you be interested in a conversation? And what you do then is seek first to understand, don't be selling them skills, gaps, and competency models and learning objectives, but listen to what their performance needs are. Listen to the gaps of performance, not of skills. And then you basically kind of earn the right. If you listen well enough and speak their language, they'll say, you know, Chris, do you, do you maybe have something that, that could help us? And, and you'd say, you know what, I think, I think together, I think we do. And then what happens is when you are successful with them and you do your pilot programs that we teach people to do and your proof of concept, then they become the witness and the testimony to their peers. And because the, and, they'll believe them more than they'll believe us. Oh, yeah. And if you can then have them be the ambassadors and say, next time Jim or Chris you know, calls, I suggest you listen to them because they're not who you think they are. I love this approach. I love this approach of coming from a place of curiosity. That is always a great way to get people to kind of buy in and think about what you have to offer. Love it. Well, and there's no curiosity if you just spell it all out for them. And, and uh, you know, you don't make them curious. You just reinforce the fact that, that they think you're a cost center when you're focusing on, on training and learning and you know those kind of things you've got to make sure you become kind of a dual citizen and be bilingual to be able to speak about performance and execution and and contribution and signs of progress those kind of things that will cause them to be curious and say i never heard you talk like that before well and so it sounds like too so it's about building these relationships building rapport and and having the patience essentially to invest in building up a champion for your cause, essentially. And Chris, you're exactly right. And that's the art of it. And we've found over the years, the science of the model, it's very sound. It doesn't work very well without the art coming first and preparing the ground, like you say. Yeah. So in regards to building that foundation, what advice do you give practitioners who are just getting comfortable with learning how to evaluate the impact of talent development programs? Well, the best advice I can give is focus on performance. Impact or results, our level four results, is applause for a job well done. You need to be knowing what kinds of signs of progress from application they are interested in. So that would be advice. Find out what would it take for you guys to believe there's traction with what we're doing and ultimately it was a success. You know, kind of the steps along the way to a GPS address. But focus on anything you can do to make sure that your training is short bursts and absolutely connected to performance, not something that's distant from it and may or may not ever, ever cause that. So build relationships with people that are performance and offer solutions that help talented people and everybody actually perform their job better by making sure that you say, here are six things that you might put in place with our help that will meet them when they get back from training and say, and say to them, hey, uh, 
Welcome back from training. I hope you learned a lot. Now, let's get busy with performance. And instructional designers will no longer just design formal instruction. I mean, that's old news. But they will also be designing and and trying to get some uh, acceptance of a post-training package of support and accountability that is the only way that you're going to get significant level three results. The only way you're going to get behavior is by countering human nature and make sure when they get back to the job that there is accountability and support so they perform it. We've got to end the myth that the better the training is, the more likely we'll see results. It's just not true. Yeah. Is there is there maybe a real world example you can give us maybe with one of your clients or, or something? Yeah, sure. Uh, we work with NASA. You know, we first started with them. They said, well, I said, what's, what, what's this all about? And what, what's going on here? Well, they talked about different things. And finally, they said, we can never afford another Challenger or, or another Columbia. So they came right out with it. What history tells us from that is there were a lot of things that were ignored, you know, from an engineering, political points of view that, that kind of contributed to, the, to those disasters. And going through the, you know, the training, selecting a few key mission critical engineering related programs in order to meet the mission of safe space exploration. They, Chris, use your word truth. They decided we are not going to avoid the truth anymore. We are Mm going to be looking at things ahead of time and, and collaboratively and positively saying, hey, there's something not right about this. Let's take a good look. Let's analyze it with quantitative, qualitative data. Let's draw some conclusions, and then let's make some recommendations for change. And that is what the evaluation process is. It is not collecting data, storing it, and it's having it spit out some kind of report uh, on a quarterly basis. So they'd be a, a, an example that they have now changed their culture from one of not just relying on training, but a learning talent and performance culture. I love that. And they created, it sounds like, again, through building those relationships and that connection, they created that safe space for people to be comfortable with the truth. Safe space. That's right. They had to have some champions that led the way. And, and when we talk about buy-in, a lot of it's a big buzzword, obviously. And buy-in is, buy is not just someone saying, yeah, go to it. No, buy-in needs to be led through action of championing those who are doing well and challenging those and helping to remove barriers of those who are struggling. It's action, not just words. Yes, I love that. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about maximizing and evaluating training impact? Well, I do. And if anyone is thinking, I can't uh, have a conversation with a high-level senior leader, I can't knock on the door of a one-star general or whatever, But what everybody can do is to identify some people on the other side and go and initiate more meaningful conversations. And listen to Stephen Covey Sr. Seek first to understand. Sometimes it won't lead anywhere, but do that and you'll be surprised at where the chips will fall. And someone will say, you know what? This has been a good conversation. How about if we talk further? So everybody can do that is talk about truth. Talk about it. This is not a training uh, initiative anymore. This is a learning talent and performance one that I think is going to really help with the issues that you've shared that you need help with. I love that advice. And I I think it applies to just being human, going and having those conversations. Well, Chris, you're you're making me want to have a conversation with you after this uh, (laughs) because I can pick your brain about that because what I'm saying goes way beyond, you know, it way beyond just the 
talent and training and ATD and all that is. Oh, yeah. It is about a, a, a world that is struggling. And uh, maybe there's some things we can do to help. Oh, I love it. Oh, that this has been great. I think we are ready for rapid fire, Leticia. Yes. So, Jim, at the end of every episode, we like to ask our guests five rapid fire style questions. And each question requires less than 60 seconds to respond. Here's the first one. Give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why. Well, there's one out there from a, a ATD Press called Kirkpatrick's Four Levels of Training Evaluation. And uh, it's, it's our book, but it is the secret sauce. It's the, it's the formulas. It's the heart. It's the science. And there's something in there for everybody. So that would be the book I recommend. Great. Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. That would be a, a one that I call a retro uh, level two, where we typically ask people, are you confident to apply what you learned? Well, instead of just asking that, we ask them, are you confident to apply these particular behaviors you expect to do compared to when you came into class. So it gives you much more actionable intelligence. If people are saying they're not confident, you can really find out what are their particular content areas that they're struggling with. Wow. You know so much. I am very curious about this next question, which is what is the best piece of talent development related advice you have ever been given? Well, my dad gave me a whole bunch of it, but I'm going to turn to uh, a guy I mentioned before, Stephen Covey. Uh, we were at an AT- ASTD back then conference, and we kind of found our way into the into the bookstore, and we kind of sat down a little bit. And I said, "Any of your any of your seven habits more important than the other?" And he said, "No, they're all about the same." I said, "But if you had to pick one that these ten thousand people here would need to do better at, which one would it be?" And he kind of smiled. He kind of looked around. He said, seek first to understand before you seek to be understood because we're killing ourselves. Maybe that wasn't the word he used, by always trying to speak quickly before we've earned the right uh, to to know what we're talking about. Nice. What is one thing that you're excited about that's coming up this year? I believe... (laughs) I'm a, you know, a, a super optimist that the clouds are lifting of COVID and hopefully and not everywhere, not at the same time. And we'll have setback. But when the clouds do lift, this is the greatest opportunity for us to help renew spirits, help reconnect people and offer performance based help rather than learning based help. The most of it just falls onto the floor. Yes, yes. And yes. Thank you so much. What is the one thing? within our chapter or industry that you are deeply grateful for right now? Well, I'm grateful at preparing for going to Salt Lake City here, uh, I guess next week or whatever, of the colleagues that I have met through ATD, ASDD over the years and long-lasting professional and personal relationships. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I love this. All the Again, relationships, it comes down to that, right? <laughs> it, you know what? When all is said and done, it, it, it does. Yes. Oh, we are honored that you have joined us today. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Well, likewise, it energizes me to to hear the relationship between the conversation that we had. That's what keeps me going with this stuff. And I'm glad to be here. Oh, and I understand you have a special announcement for our listeners. Uh, This was a great conversation. Uh, we have so much more to offer you than just some some hopeful words of encouragement. If you b- visit our website, kirkpatrickpartners.com, 
Just complete the free community registration on the homepage. You will get instant access to resources, library containing over 100 items. So you'll find something for you, just a variety of different things. So please visit us, kirkpatrickpartners.com, and know that we are people here. If you want to contact us, we'll have conversations with you. (laughs) And I can vouch for that. (laughs) Ah, Great. Awesome. And I would be remiss if I did not thank my co-host as well. Thank you. This was such great advice today, and I'm so glad we were able to chat. Thank you so much. And many thanks to our community for listening. But before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Membership in the Metro DCA TD provides you with multiple benefits to enhance your career. Not a member yet? What are you waiting for? Go to dcatd.org forward slash membership application to join on the chapter today. Check out dcatd.org for upcoming chapter events, learning programs, member benefits, and so much more. 